I work with an organisation that helps communities around the world to translate the Bible into their indigenous languages. There are about 7,000 known languages to date. And as an organisation, we're very interested in words. One of the most famous Bible verses is John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. In our English language, we have the one word for love. And that can cover a multitude of things. I love my wife. I love Indian food. I love DIY TV programmes. I love God. And we sort of know how to differentiate that my love for my wife is more important and significant than my love for DIY programmes. The story I want to tell was published by Wycliffe Bible Translators in America, and it's an account of a translation programme in Cameroon. A translator that was working with the local community felt that, as he described it, what was it in the translation that showed how God had left his footprint on the daily lives of this people group? He couldn't quite see it clearly. His question was, what clue had God planted to let them know how much he wanted to relate to them? One night in a dream, he felt prompted to look again at the word love and how that was translated. He'd learnt that every verb in that language had three endings, one with an I, one with an A and one with a U. When he looked at love, he could find an ending with I and one with A, but not for U. The words being divi, divar, divu. My pronunciation may not be perfect. He sat with the translation committee and influential community leaders and asked a question. Now, I need to say that the relationship between men and women in different cultures can be different to those we experience. So the answers to these questions may seem odd to us. Could you love your wife? Could you divi your wife? They said yes. That meant that the wife had been loved, but that the love had gone. Could you devour your wife, he asked. Yes, they said. That kind of love depended on the wife's actions. She would be loved as long as she remained faithful and cared for her husband well. Could you love your wife? Could you devour your wife? They all laughed. Of course not, they said. If you said that, you would have to keep loving your wife no matter what she did. Even if she never got your water, never made your meals, even if she was unfaithful, you would be compelled to just keep on loving her. No, we would never say devour, it just doesn't exist. The translator sat quietly for a moment, thinking about John 3 verse 16. Then he asked, 
could God do room for people? There was complete silence for three or four minutes. And then tears started trickling down the face of those elderly men. Do you know what that means? They asked. This would mean that God kept loving us over and over, millennia after millennia, while all the time we rejected his great love for us. He's compelled to love us, even though we have sinned more than any other people. The change of one simple vow changed their whole understanding of God from I love you based on what you do and who you are to I love you because of me, despite everything, I just love you and not because of you. The word divu for love had been in the language for centuries, unused but available, grammatically correct, understandable. But when the word was spoken, it questioned their entire belief system. If God loved like that, did they need the spirit of ancestors to intercede for them? Many decided no. And those that chose to follow Jesus grew from a few hundred to several thousand. Since hearing this story and thinking of us here in the UK, it's made me to try to be more conscious of seeing God's love in the Divu love way. I think our word love has been devalued and does not get close to describing God's love for us. So I wondered if John 3 verse 16 might be like this. For God kept loving us over and over, millennia after millennia, while all the time we rejected his great love. He is compelled to love us, even though we've sinned more than any people. And so he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but we'll have everlasting life.